Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bow Valley Wedding Podcast, the show that focuses on the great wedding vendors based right here in the Banff and Canmore areas. I'm your host, Rob Murray, and I'm thrilled to welcome today's guest on the show. It's tough not to notice Deborah Nyack when she's performing. With her signature red and gold dress and golden harp, our local harp angel adds a certain unique romantic elegance to any wedding. I'm always impressed by her professionalism, as well as her ability to play pretty much any song you can imagine on the instrument she's mastered. Thanks for joining me today, Deborah. So my first question for you today is, why the harp? How did you get started playing this instrument? I always knew I was going to be a harpist since I was very young. I told my parents I needed harp, and they were like, a what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not really a typical choice for an instrument for a kid, is it? No, they gave me a piano, a guitar, a flute. I learned how to play all these other instruments. I was like, no, I need a harp. So I finally got a harp. And then it was duck to water, and off I went. It was great. (laughs) I've been around the world with it. That's amazing. I mean, like what, as a child, sort of spoke to you about the harp? There's a very expressiveness about the heart that really speaks to the heart of a person and their soul. It's a very uh, relaxing instrument. The music is very um, expressive and warm and almost a step into another dimension. And I think that's what's really drawn me into the instrument. You said you've taken your harp around the world. I mean, where have you been? Where have you performed? All sorts of extraordinary places. One of my favorite places was Jerusalem. The energy there is just incredible. The center point of so many different religions there and the ancient history that is there. And when I played there, it was an experience that just was full of human connection. That was incredible. I played all over Europe, uh, toured China with harp, doing concerts and master classes all across the states and Canada, places from Carnegie Hall to the little country church in Indiana. You know, it's been really awesome. You mentioned human connection there. I mean, is that part of what makes you so passionate about the wedding industry? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What boils down to the wedding industry is about the love of two people coming together and the whole expression of that love, that humanness of us being together, being together in a very close and intimate way, supporting each other, loving each other. All of those things, and it's expressed within the wedding. And the music just enhances it and takes it up to the next level. And so the music that I get to play for these weddings, I always personalize the music to what the couple would like, their taste. So the music can be anything from Bach to Zeppelin. The expression of what they connect with the music and then do it on the harp and then do it at their wedding is so beautiful. What's sort of the, the most curveball request you've ever had to perform at a ceremony, do you think? Oh, that's a great question. Highway to Hell. <laughs> On the harp, right? <laughs> the last song when the couple walk out, the recessional is what we call it. And Highway to Hell? <laughs> okay, that's what they wanted. And they all laughed. It was great. It was wonderful. You just set the mood. Hey, we're going to do this no matter what happens. That's awesome. I mean, how, how long does it typically take you to learn a new song on the harp? Five minutes. Really? I'm not really a, a musician per se, but you know, that seems very fast. Well, I guess when you talk to a professional, we trained to play our instrument, so we already know how to do that. That's not a problem. I've got the technique and the experience to do all of that. And because of the fact that I've got three university degrees in harp performance and music, 
I understand how music is all put together. And so when I sit down to look at a song, it isn't like, oh, what note is that? It's like, I already can read the music. I know how it goes together. I understand how the structure is. It's just a matter of looking to see how the composer has put this song together, put it on the harp, and away we go. And so for a professional, that is not difficult to do. I either need to hear the song or I have this sheet music, and I'm good. If it's a well-constructed piece of music, it just takes a few moments. Pull it together, read it, play it. Do you have a ballpark of how many wedding ceremonies you, you think you might have done? Thousands. Yeah, I tried to count once. A lot of weddings. Because the harp is sort of that romantic sense of Cupid or whatever you want to call it. Or in the movies, whenever there's a romantic scene, there's harp music in the background. Or there's harp sitting there in the restaurant or in the ballroom and, you know, some period piece or something. So people relate, you know, the romance of the wedding, romance of their love, romance of the harp, the extraordinary uniqueness of the harp. And they want something unique at the wedding. Harp is perfect fit. So it's usually the ceremony. I'm not playing for the dancers after. I leave that for the DJs and the band. <laughs> but for the ceremony where it's more of an elegant, romantic, intimate affair, an expression of their love, the harp music pairs with that perfectly. Doing thousands of weddings, I mean, how do you keep it fresh? How do you keep it for you from just becoming a job? You know, this is very interesting. When I first started out, I ran into a commissioner. Her name was Nomi Whalen. She's very well known in Alberta. She helped start up the Alberta Human Rights Commission. She did thousands of weddings all over the province over her course of her life. She just passed away recently. Mm-hmm. But we had a conversation. This really stuck in my mind, her story of when she went to marry Ed Whalen. Do you remember the famous sportscaster here in Alberta? Yep. And they went to the courthouse to get married. The judge hardly knew how to pronounce their names, didn't really pay attention to who they were. It was like, quick, 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 out, 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 the door you go, right? And she said, I started crying. They took no personal interest in who I was, what we were doing. You know, this is a very important step in my life. And so she said, when I became a marriage commissioner, I made sure that every wedding I did, I acted like it was the first wedding, only wedding I've ever done in my whole life. That is the attitude that I take with each and every one of my couples. This is the most important moment, most important wedding at the moment, because these are two individual souls coming together and devoting themselves to each other. This is a very solemn and beautiful thing. And when you start developing the connection to find out who they are, ask them what music they love, how they met, it's a little bit about them. But when I go into the wedding, I feel that, we're celebrating these two people, not all the hundred millions others that I've played for, but these two people at the moment, they're the most important. And that's what keeps it fresh. You realize that each person is an individual and a beautiful expression of who they are, and that I can be there to enhance that expression. It makes it very fresh every single time. In fact, sometimes I even break out in tears because it's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too, actually. You know, that conversation with Nomi, I I know you're a big advocate in general of people hiring professionals for their weddings. Oh, absolutely. There's certain days of a person's life that are very important. Their birth, their death, their wedding. When you go in and you're going to get married, you want to have people surrounding you that know what they're doing, that know how to do it really well. Because it's a a once-in-a-lifetime experience. 
and you want to make it the best that it can possibly be. I've seen some pretty funny things happen when people don't hire professionals and they regret it after, you know, the photographer who didn't get a picture of the first kiss or the picture of the rings or took a picture of the wall behind the couple rather than out the window with the mountains behind them. It's the little things like that or people who don't know how a wedding is run and then they come in to plan it. Can you tell us a story about uh, when you were part of a wedding and and something went sideways and, and how there was a recovery there? A couple of them. Huge wedding at one of the big, huge hotels here in the mountains. Everybody traveled in from all around the world, Australia, Europe, across the state. The night before the wedding, the groom walked out and left. He just left? He just left. Oh, my goodness. Left her at the altar, basically. Oh, man. But, you know, the wedding planner, can you imagine if the girl was all by herself? But the wedding planner, because she was so professional, walked through the next day so that people could have dinner and a party. She talked to all the vendors. She all knew us. She de-escalated a very horrific situation. Mm. Um, Let me just put it that way. Or one other time, I was playing, and it was the beginning of the wedding, we were all waiting for the bride, and then her moment came, and I started playing her song. And as she started walking up the aisle, the groom dropped to the floor, totally fainted, totally passed out. <gasps> I was like, okay, what do I do here? Do we all stop? Is he alive? Is he dead? Did he just faint? But, you know, the wedding planner was right on it. She was right up to him, giving him first aid. I'm pulling everything together, and he turned out to be fine. He just fainted. He was just so taken aback by his beautiful bride. <laughs> Everybody didn't know what to do, but the wedding planner, she stepped in there, you know, brought up a chair, brought water, got him settled. I just sort of played and wrapped it up so that the commissioner could tell everybody, this is what you need to do to stay in your place. We're going to take care of the groom. So between myself and the commissioner and the wedding planner, we were able to just smoothly get through this little crisis where the bride was coming down the aisle and the groom fainted. It was unbelievable. Wow. Again, I guess that speaks to, you know, the importance of hiring a professional, it's especially a wedding planner who knows how to do first aid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've done thousands of weddings. Is there one that is particularly memorable, something that really sticks out in your mind for all the right reasons? All the right reasons. That's beautiful. Each one is beautiful in its own way. You know, there's so many wonderful places here in the mountains to get married. I could go on and on about the amazing. Each one is so incredible. Whether it was the time they carried my heart up the mountaintop, so the groom got two of his groomsmen to carry my big gold heart up the mountain. Hikers were like, is this really what we're seeing as a harp going up <laughs> the trail? Or putting the, the harp on the gondola and up we go up the Sulphur Mountain or Norquay Mountain to play a wedding at the top of the mountain is quite phenomenal. These things actually take a little bit of planning before you get to that point, right? Do you have a particular wedding ceremony location that you would say is your favorite? There's so many. I mean, whether it's at the Rim Rock where you go out on the balcony there on uh, the Sweet 900 and you feel like you're sitting on a cloud. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites. One of my favorites, too, is the Baron Bison Inn. People come and rent the inn. They rent the whole inn. It's like their own private inn. We have the wedding outside in the garden with all the mountains around. It's so beautiful, fantastic chef. It's just great there. Of course, the Chateau Lake Louise with that amazing view uh, is so wonderful. And the Banff Springs Hotel, oh, I love Mount Stephen Hall. The acoustics in there 
are pristine. They're just amazing. For a musician to play in that room is just wonderful. Yeah, there's so many places. Buffalo Mountain Lodge. Oh, Wapiti Lodge with a beautiful log building and a big, huge, massive fireplace. Another great venue. I hear the passion in your voice as you're talking about all these places. I mean, it just so exciting to hear, you know, after all these years, you're still just as excited as a little kid to be performing at all these places. Oh, yeah, it's great. Well, can you imagine, like, when you compare it to, like, the city where, you know, every hotel kind of looks the same? I mean, you come to the mountains and every venue has their own special uniqueness. And then we're all partaking in this beautiful room and it's full of love. It's great. What's a piece of advice for our area that you'd have for couples and their guests traveling for their wedding? I mean, other than, you know, hiring a professional, which we've kind of talked about. Well, first of all, I think what's wonderful about Canada and this area is that we totally embrace diversity. In Canada, we have a sense of inclusiveness. You know, we were one of the first nations and governments to legalize same-sex marriages. Interracial marriages were always accepted. And so I think people that are traveling to this area from around the world, when they come here, they can feel that sort of sense of acceptance. They can come and really enjoy and partake and not be afraid to be married here. And that's the wonderful thing to remember for people who are traveling to this area. Of course, the other thing, too, is advice I give to people who are not from this area and want to come and get married here, and often they want to get married outside. You always have to be prepared for the weather. The weather can be so unpredictable. I mean, it can be sunny in the morning, and by the afternoon when the wedding's there, I thunderstorm and hail. I was doing a wedding at the Baron Bison Inn, and they have a lovely gazebo, so I was able to sit under the gazebo. But it started to snow, and it, the snow was not just falling down, but it was blowing sideways. <laughs> so it was blowing right through the gazebo. Wouldn't you know, the inn ran out with two huge blankets and tarps. I didn't know where they came from. And they stood on the side of the gazebo in the dark. Nobody could really see us because it was a sunset wedding. We couldn't really see them. But they held those up in the blizzard to keep the snow from blowing into the bride and groom's face and to protect the heart. It was quite phenomenal. But this is what I mean about having to prepare for you never know what the weather is going to do in the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> to be prepared for all types of weather, even in July when it snows. Deborah, what's the best place for people to find you online? Harpangel.com. And you've got social feeds as well? Oh, yes. Instagram, Harpangel Harpist, and Harpangel Harpist on Facebook. Deborah Nyack, uh, the local Harp Angel. Thanks for sharing your stories with us here today. Oh, you're very welcome, Rob. It was wonderful. And I hope everybody will still enjoy coming to the mountains to get married. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bow Valley Wedding Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player and tune in next time when we'll feature another great wedding vendor based right here in the Bow Valley.